Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Welcome everyone to this initiation ceremony, which has been described as an ordination ceremony for the sake of those who are raised in Christian culture. There's some similarities are there. This ceremony is very serious and very joyful. Just as Krishna consciousness is very serious and very joyful, because Krishna is very serious and very joyful. He's very serious because he's God and he's got to look after everything and everyone, and that's not a light thing to do. And at the same time, he's very joyful because he does it all easily and he's just being happy, and that's what life's all about, right? Life's all about being happy. But unfortunately, in material existence, we got it wrong about how to be happy. We got it very wrong, and we got it wrong at least 8,400,000 times, because material existence means going from body to body to body to body to body, and 8,400,000 species of life, trying to enjoy through the mind the body and the senses. And how serious this initiation ceremony is can't be understood unless we understand that we are going from body to body to body and it's not good. We're suffering life after life. But Krishna consciousness is the process to come out of that to go to Krishna, to live joyfully with Krishna in the spiritual world, to be joyful here and now, but not on the platform of that, what's that called? Auburn's Music Festival? Yesterday we were there? Sweet Auburn Music Festival, where people were dedicatedly trying to be happy. But that's not the happiness of the soul. There's happiness on the platform of the senses, there's happiness on the platform of the mind, and there's happiness on the platform of the soul. Krishna consciousness is happiness on the platform of the soul. Krishna is the supreme soul, supreme living being. He's the supreme person. To understand Krishna is the real purpose of human life, because remember, 8,400,000 species of life. There are dogs and cats and pigeons and chimpanzees and amoebas and demigods in the heavenly worlds and birds and beasts and all things bright and beautiful, all creatures great and small, and human life is very rare. If we consider how many amoeba there are, even our own bodies, how many bacteria there are, they're all living beings, but the, the jiva, the soul that is animating and propelling this body, the chief soul in this body, is identifies with this body as a human body. In human life, 
we have the possibility to develop higher consciousness. Sweet Auburn Festival, I'm just taking that as a sample of material life, it's not higher consciousness. It's somewhat different consciousness from the nine-to-five grind, but it's not higher consciousness. <clears throat> so Krishna consciousness means a serious commitment to know God. And although yesterday at the Sweet Auburn Festival, we went there to chant the names of Krishna. I was thinking, this strikes me as being somewhat insane, everything going on here. But then I considered that at least in one most important aspect, this part of the world, Atlanta, Georgia, southern states of the United States, it's not insane in the way that other parts of the world are insane, in as much as pretty much everyone believes in the existence of God. And that makes a lot of difference. Because insanity begins with what? Stress, tension, childhood trauma. Insanity means not to accept the existence of God, when it should be obvious. Uh, it's not a difficult thing to understand that this whole universe didn't just come into being as we're taught at, in the atheistic education system that we're all forced to undergo. That there was nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing, which you can't even imagine, you can't even conceive of no, absolute nothing. And nothing exploded, which is impossible, how nothing can explode. <laughs> and then uh, everything settled down into place and here we all are writing atheistic books. And they say people who are less intelligent, they, they don't understand. Scientists are more intelligent, but they're not. They're stupid if they believe that everything came into being. They're, they're very intelligently stupid. And people who may not be very highly educated or sophisticated, but who just accept the obvious fact that there is God, that means they're not insane, in that sense anyway. So belief in God, if we believe in God, then the next thing, we should be very serious to understand God. Please, uh, could you please sit on this side? Thank you. Uh, we should be very serious to understand God because if, if we consider who is God and who, is our, who, who are we and God is reaching out, out to us, making himself available to us, asking us to form a relationship with him, we should be very serious about that. So Krishna consciousness is very Serious. It means to be very serious about knowing God. And in this initiation ceremony, those who are taking initiation will take the vow to not eat meat, not to take any intoxication, no gambling, and no illicit sex. That's very serious, especially in the context of present-day society. But these uh, are necessary 
because God means the supreme pure, and we cannot approach the supreme pure if we have impure consciousness. And these activities, eating meat, taking intoxication, gambling, illicit sex, that impure, it contaminates the consciousness. That should not be very difficult to understand. Unfortunately, people take these things as normal. It's just normal, it's just part of life. But it doesn't have to be. That should be well uh, understood by now that those who are eating meat, they should understand by the large number of vegetarians and vegans all around us that to lead a healthy life, you don't need to eat meat. And in fact, you could be even more healthy. But apart from that, uh, eating meat, especially in the context of the way animals are raised for slaughter, it means cruelty, very severe cruelty to God's creatures. And all creatures, great and small, the good Lord made them all. So unnecessary violence to God's creatures is not pleasing to him. So if we're going to come to higher consciousness, the higher consciousness that's required to understand God, we're going to have to not just believe or feel something in our heart, but we're going to have to conduct our lives in a pure way so that we can actually make advancement in spiritual consciousness, Krishna consciousness. Gambling, intoxicate, yeah, intoxication, why, why, why do people take intoxication? Why? I, I guess it's because they're not very content in their present state of consciousness. But why should that be? If we're, if we're in Krishna consciousness, if we're always thinking of Krishna, please someone direct the, the males coming and somehow they're all going to that, that side. <laughs> we do believe there is a difference between the genders. That's, a, that's another sign of sanity. Sorry if you don't like me saying that. Uh, the difference, difference should be maintained. <laughs> uh, so intoxication means we, we, we want to try out some different kind of consciousness. We're not content with our present state of consciousness. But... Why, if we're in Krishna consciousness, if we're living in God, this project here is called Krishna life, means to live in God. And Krishna, specifically we use this name Krishna. God is a general term, and Krishna is his main name. He has many names. Just like, for an example, we can say, the President of the United States. It's a position... And at the present time, we say it's Mr. Joseph Biden. So that's the specific name of the person who occupies the post. So if we say God, that focuses on his position and his responsibilities. And if we say uh, pres President, God, if we say the personal name, that means we're thinking him of him as, as a specific person. So God means the supreme 
person. Now, some people have a problem with that. They think, no, no, everything, everyone is God. Some people even say that I am God. How do you philosophically combat that? You don't philosophically combat that. You give them a good slap in the face. And that proves they're not God. <laughs> we may not do it. Let them, let them wallow in their own stupidity. We don't recommend physical violence, unnecessary physical violence. Sometimes it's necessary. Anyway, Krishna is the name of the same person who so many people at the present time in Atlanta or earlier this morning were praying to. It's not a different God. Just that he reveals himself in different cultures, in different times and places, among different people, in somewhat different ways. So Krishna means all attractive. He's all blissful. So if we're in Krishna consciousness, we should always be happy. Happiness of the soul. And that we can see. Sometimes people ask us, why do we sing so much? And the answer is, well, why aren't you singing? <laughs> why don't you sing? You sing when, you, when you're happy. You sing when you're sad, right? You've got the blues, singing when you're sad. But Krishna consciousness means always happy. And when you're happy, then you sing. And if you're not happy, then you sing. And then you become happy. <laughs> and if we sing about Krishna, we become most happy because Krishna means all attractive, all happy. So, if we're chanting Hare Krishna, then we don't need intoxication. This is intoxication, spiritual intoxication. Why are you dancing? For people who are dancing, you don't have to ask them. They, they, you dance, that's happiness, from the expression of the happiness of the whole being. And in Krishna consciousness, the whole being, we, we study, we understand that our whole being is, is it's not this body, because I had so many bodies. It's not the mind, because the mind is always changing. But I am an eternal spiritual being in relationship with the Supreme Spiritual Being, who is Krishna. And that's worth singing about, and that's worth dancing about. Most people, before they start dancing, they like to take some intoxication, loosens them up. And we often see people coming back Friday night, Saturday night, coming back four o'clock in the morning, uh, just to crash out after a night of enjoyment. That's the time when we get up every morning, not just Friday, every morning we get up and we start our day every morning, four o'clock in the morning, we get up, shower, get awake, and go to sing in the temple for Krishna and dance, everyday dancing. That's what really convinced me when I first came to a Krishna temple in London in 1975. And they... Uh, i just gone to sleep, I thought, and then they got me up about 3.30 in the morning. I was freezing cold. I thought, why on earth is anyone getting up at this time? What do they want? You know, be a monk, okay, but that's a bit extreme, isn't it? And then they threw me in a cold shower because they couldn't afford hot water. And uh, okay, well, that woke me up. And then I'm in the temple, 
and they're all singing and dancing and I thought these people do this every day of their life they're so enthusiastic about God that every day of their life they get up early in the morning even in the cold English winter and they're singing and dancing in ecstasy for God these people are real this what they've got is real I want to be part of that so serious yes and joyful yes and the two things go together because most people think that joyful is just something you do when you're not serious but we should be very serious about being joyful everyone wants to be happy all the time that's axiomatic isn't it anyone not like to be happy if so let us know and we'll punch you in the head <laughs> no we won't but it's a silly thing of course everyone wants to be happy but we're not happy if we look around and we just if we just stop running around <laughs> got to be busy got to be doing something just to sit down calm down think about it are you happy i'll tell you an anecdote one of my friends he's passed away now gone brothers uh he's from was from, born in new york city living in london so he was living in an apartment just outside our temple there in central london so he told me this that uh, in the next he was living with his wife in one apartment and in the next apartment lived a young woman who was enjoying life to the full and at the weekend she he he would go out at four o'clock in the morning to go to the early morning chanting ceremony and he would often see her coming back around the same time and every week it was a different man so one time he uh, is a very sad story actually so one time he was just passing her not early in the morning in the in the corridor of the apartment and said so you're really enjoying your life aren't you he said to her. he said yeah he looked her in the eye and said are you happy and she looked a little shocked and then she burst into tears moment of realization that i'm i'm living life to the full and a moment of shocking realization i'm not happy so we should be very serious about being happy because we we are informed from the vedic literature the vedic knowledge we have so many books to study initiation means monk's life monk or nun or whatever you want to and married people can do also means they should study and learn and understand so we have so many books and the first thing we are informed in all this knowledge the abc knowledge is that we're not the body because we go from body to body but we are eternal spiritual beings and we are by nature anandamaya bhasat our very nature is to be full of happiness always but as long as we identify with the body we are cut off from that happiness and we're so badly cut off from our real selves from our real happiness that we try to be happy in ways which simply entangle us in more happiness by eating the bodies of other living beings by taking different pills and sniffing and drinking all things just to 
make our consciousness go to something which we call ecstasy, but is not ecstasy, and different kinds of intoxication. Hey, have you tried this one? I tried that one, and forget them all. They're all bad for you. Don't do you any good, not in the slightest. And then uh, sex, it's just what's there? What is there ultimately? It's just some in, out, and over. And uh, again, uh, think of the think of the young woman in London having a great life, different man every week. And ultimate result, agony for the soul. So, we should be serious to understand what is real happiness, because we all want happiness. If we don't want happiness, there's something seriously wrong with us. There, there, there may be people even who, they, they cut their own body. They become so frustrated. There's a whole syndrome. One of my friends who's a doctor was telling me, he, it's some, he was a doctor and some woman came to him and said, I, I, I cut my cutting my body again. And, and no, she didn't say, I cut myself again, because time to time she feels so frustrated, she'd just get a razor and just start cutting her arms. She had so many scars on her arms. And he, he said to her, because he's a devotee of Krishna, he has spiritual knowledge, and he's a medical doctor also, he's retired now. So he told her, he, when he said, she said, I cut myself, he said, no, he didn't. No, you didn't. He said, yeah, I cut myself. He said, no, you didn't. You can't cut yourself. He said, so I cut myself. No, you can't cut yourself because you're not your body. And he explained to her that the body is its like a prison for the soul. We get body after body after body. And after 17 years of regularly cutting our body in frustration and going through so many different kinds of therapies and this and that was it finished and she understood. I'm a spiritual being. I'm not meant to enjoy in this body. So she was so frustrated with the attempt at enjoying the body she'd cut herself. Then she understood. I have to come to the platform of spiritual understanding. But it is serious because bodily enjoyment it's immediate. When we're talking about spiritual enjoyment, we're talking about steadying the mind, fixing it on the spiritual platform, <clears throat> becoming free from all material attachments, becoming free from lust, greed, anger, envy, pride, illusion. It's not such an easy thing. It doesn't take place just by talking about it. It requires serious practice to be able to do that training because although we are naturally spiritual beings, we naturally have a spiritual relationship with the Supreme Spirit who is Krishna, our natural tendencies have become perverted and we have a bad practice. Lifetime after lifetime, we're accustomed to thinking, I am the body and I should enjoy the body. So it takes training. That means we, we have to take training from our gurus. Now in this ceremony, I'm acting as the initiating guru. 
of those who are coming for initiation. And there are also those who act as helpers, training. They're also instructing gurus. They, they help us. <clears throat> so we have to take training from outside, but we have to make our own internal resolve also. We have to be serious. To, we have to train our minds and take, take the course of training. We, it's a commitment. It doesn't happen just by thinking about it. Uh, just like you can watch YouTube fitness videos and different exercises. You don't become exercised by watching the video. You don't get the effect of the video simply by watching it. You have to do your own work. You can learn what to do, but you have to do your own work also. So it's a serious commitment. And we may not like to do it, just how you do the exercises. You may not like to do it. You say, well, I could immediately go and do something else, which would make me feel better immediately. But that's the reason why we watch the video in the first place, because we're spending all our lives just doing things which we think will immediately make us happy, and we're not doing anything to maintain the body. Therefore, we have to do something serious to get the body in some kind of shape. Most people, of course, they watch the YouTube videos and do the exercise and they get their body in shape for enjoying the body. <laughs> but we also, in Krishna consciousness, we also want to maintain the body because this body, this human body, is a suitable body. It gives, along with it, comes the psychic apparatus for which we can begin to understand God and we can revive our relationship with God. So it's a very serious commitment. It's a very serious thing to say. I vow I will not take mead, I will not gamble, no illicit sex, no intoxication. It's very serious. But at the same time, it's very joyful. Because after so many lifetimes of being incarcerated in body after body after body, now I've got certification that I'm seriously on the path to Krishna. I'm, I'm getting reformed. Dikha kale bhakta kare atasham apan she kale krishna tare kare atasham. Diksha, initiation, means fully giving oneself to Krishna, not thinking that, uh, yeah, okay, I worship God a bit and enjoy myself a bit, and God can help me on the way. He can give me a blessing to enjoy myself. But, but understanding that I am meant for serving God and loving God, and there's really nothing else worthwhile doing in life, and fully giving ourselves. Now, of course, due to our bad habits and bad mentality which we've imbibed and solidified in our consciousness for many, many lifetimes, it's not that just by taking initiation you immediately become completely purified in consciousness. It's, it's an entrance into a serious training program. But we can be 
very joyful knowing that we are sheltered. Shekali Krishna Tari Kari Atasam. At that time, when we fully give ourselves to Krishna, Krishna accepts us. He, he okay, he's, he's in my team. He's coming to me. He's under the proper shelter. So it's very joyful that out of unlimited living beings in the universe, someone else has come forward to give their life to Krishna, to make the commitment that now I've had enough of transmigrating from body to body to body to body, forgetting Krishna. Now my life is dedicated for knowing Krishna and serving Krishna and loving Krishna. So it's very serious and very joyful. I request all the senior devotees who have come here to shower their blessings, especially on the initiation candidates. They're mostly younger, they're, yeah, they're younger than all the Srila Prabhupada disciples here. And it's a great inspiration for them, especially those who are quite young and thinking, well, it's a big commitment and I'll need a, I'll need a lot of help and encouragement and strength to be able to maintain that. Another reason why this initiation is very serious is because it goes against the current of the whole world. I was just discussing the other day with the mother of one of the candidates for initiation here. And she was saying how the other relatives, they're not very happy about this. Why don't you just live a normal life? Normal student in the university means you're, you're having girls, taking drugs. What was the other thing? I can't remember. Eating meat, of course. <laughs> so what's wrong with him? Uh, Saying so if if you don't take drugs, there's something wrong with you. Really? <laughs> a, you you want you want your children to take drugs and then go around have one girl once a week or change change around or more than once a week or maybe go as long as two weeks or even three weeks with the same girl and just. Uh, it's animalistic life, actually. I mean, even often many animals, they get together with one partner, right? And they don't go here and there. But it's just uh, using someone's body uh, just for one's own pleasure and all the forgetting the responsibility that comes with that. So it is serious. It's going against the current of the whole world. And we have our own attachments to material enjoyment and then the whole society all around us is you know, constant pressure and indoctrination. You should indulge the senses. It's, it's constant, 24-7 indoctrination from all sides. Enjoy. Earn money, spend, enjoy. Earn money, spend, enjoy. That is the goal. That's America, right? That's how America... That's what, how America runs on. Work hard, get money, enjoy, spend it and enjoy. And then go back and that's five days, five days a week work hard and then two days a week 
spend all your money and enjoy, and then get back. And then the whole economic system runs on like that. So it's very, and people think, yeah, this is the American way of life, right? This is, this is the best thing ever in all of history. And we're saying, by taking initiation, you're saying no. Saying no to all of that. I want to have a better life, truly better life. A better life doesn't mean getting a bigger house and a bigger car or two cars, three cars, four cars, five cars. You can only drive one a car at a time. So... It's just to show off, right? I got so many cars in my driveway. Ah, it's not better. Go ask. Go ask Bill Gates. Is he happy? Well, he'll probably say, of course I'm happy. I should be happy. I've got so much money. His wife wasn't very happy. <laughs> he wasn't able to make her happy enough. So who's happy? Who's happy is someone who's understood that there's nothing, nothing in this world which can make us truly happy. True happiness is at the lotus feet of Krishna. So those who are direct disciples of Srila Prabhupada, they're a great inspiration for the younger devotees. The disciples of Srila Prabhupada have stuck it out throughout their life. They've kept to the process kept to the path. Uh, so those of you who are being initiated today, you please, after the ceremony, seek out all the senior devotees, bow down at their lotus feet, ask for their blessings. They can help you. Their good wishes are required. Uh, otherwise, without the blessings of the Vaishnavas, we can't go anywhere. We're chanting, we're following, we're studying, but it's not just my effort. We have to make our effort, but it's not just my effort. We need the, the blessings of all the Vaishnavas. So thank you so much for to all the Vaishnavas who have kindly come here and uh, blessing all those who are taking these vows today. You can also uh, keep in touch with them. I know some of the devotees here, they like to keep regularly in contact. Apurva Prabhu and his wife are regularly coming here. And uh, some of them are in regular contact, especially with uh, Brigupati Prabhu, who is so inspiring, uh, really dedicated life, day after day after day after day, year after year after year after year, bringing the message of Krishna to others by giving the books, and uh, Balabhadra Prabhu is here in Atlanta, and we request him to grace us with his presence more. Charadeshna Prabhu. Hare Krishna. So blessed by your presence. I'm sorry, I, I know your name, but... I. I, I didn't personally know you, see. I, I, I joined in England, and after a short time I went to India, and most of my god-siblings are in America, and I didn't really get to know many of them. Anyway, there's plenty of time in the spiritual world, and when you go there, you can pull me up.
So Hare Krishna, shall we continue with the proceedings?